version of the My Love of Golf podcast, episode one for 2022. I don't know how many episodes it is in total, but it's going to be four years worth this year. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. We do appreciate us getting into your ears and everything that you bring to us, and we look forward to bringing you some more information, more golf fun, more frivolities, more white legs, bad golf, good golf, and everything in between now and Pete Cheese Week, which is at the end of the year. We've just gone past Pete Cheese Week. Thanks to Mike for the Pete Cheese this year. Cheese is pretty random on the shelves at the moment, let me tell you. Um, I've got Mike. I've got Rocket on the other line. Looking forward to bringing those guys back in. A heap of stuff to talk to you about today. Thanks for coming back. My Love of Golf podcast, we're back, and uh, I'm glad you're back. Thanks for joining us. Same theme tune, boys. Uh, I don't see any reason if we want to have a little executive meeting. We don't need to change anything about the theme tune, do we? Okay, we're good. That's agreed. No. We move forward with the same theme tune. The motion bit? is passed. Okay, great. Um, what about this one? What about this tune? Rocket up in Queensland. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Mate, welcome back. Welcome back. We were having a little chat off air and uh, Rocket very much has already very quickly one week in embraced the Queenslander lifestyle. Uh, he will be supporting the Maroons, I've got no doubt, this year at the uh, State of Origin. Shout out to all the Storm boys that have been playing plenty of golf over the break. Um, how's Queensland, Rocket? That's ah, really good. It's really good. It's been interesting week and a half. Okay. Um, more importantly, I see some pictures. You've posted a couple of little pictures of Chateau Roquet. Um, so maybe, I don't know this previous size of your house because you never invited us out there for um, a nine-hole front nine golf um, in the front yard, but it does look like a substantial downsize in the yardage uh, size. Uh, are you going to be okay pushing, having a lawn that you don't have to ride the mower on? Uh, yep, so, so sold the sold the ride on and it's only a small parcel of uh, grass and... Uh, have already sort of been sort of eyeballing what needs to be done. You know, a little bit of drainage needs to be sorted out. Then um, probably going to scalp it, put some more soil, sand, and stuff down, and then think about what's the what's the grass I need to put in there. And you know, I might be able to get real super super nerdy and maybe get some cylinder mower action and get some uh, stripes or you know some crisscross checkers happening. I don't know. Oh. It's, it's 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 not too big. And it's not too small. So I think it's perfect to get uh, to get really nerdy. No doubt you will find something to satisfy your grassmanship urges. And uh, I like the sound of a Scott Bonner cylinder mower there. And uh, some what grass? What grass would you grow up there? Uh, I, I don't know. I've, I've actually been thinking of um, the new new strain. It's like a Bermuda cross. So it's the Tiff Tough. Not the the lawn tips guy. He did a Tiff Tough in his front yard and um, turn it into like a, a little putting green. So that, that might be the right one for this sort of climate up here. Uh, as long as I don't have anything that goes sort of dormant or anything like that, I think that that's why this one's a bit of a hybrid. But yeah, I've got to do a bit more research. But I think Tiff Tough might be, might be the way to go. Well, we will find out. Mike and I will make it our mission to find out with uh, for you tomorrow. We'll get some expert advice. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah actually, because, you, uh, you do have the right man. One of the downsides of you moving to Queensland is that uh, in the 2022 version of the Mile of Golf podcast where we've made a commitment to play more golf, bring more golf pictures, more golf action, Mike and I, that's, that uh, challenge is left to you and I. Um, we'll be hosting uh, Stephen Britton from the Mile of Golf podcast, but more importantly, uh, Director of Grounds at Chevy Chase Club. We'll be, Mike and I will be hosting Stephen Britton tomorrow at uh, Peninsula Kingswood. And, uh, we'll get the information for what grass you should have up there in the uh, Queensland climate. Um, if you could send us a shade profile, a, a water profile, uh, um, you know, the, send oh, us any oh, information about it, that'd be great. Oh, I, can take a, I can take a photo. How about I take a photo and uh, I'll, I'll tag you guys in it and tag him in it. Okay. And uh, and just see if uh, I can get some Twitter advice from him. No problems. Well, and speaking of that, it's a big day in on the golf course tomorrow and a number of fronts. Uh, 36 holes tomorrow. Mike, are you ready? Oh, I only played 36 now. That's a normal day for me, which is good. 
Okay. Well, great. Um, so the no need to pack the vas or anything like that. You know, just um, you, you're rock hard and ready. Yep, ready to go. Okay, very good. And um, peak cheese week, you got through it. Peak cheese week, yeah. Peak cheese week is done. It's it's pretty much finished, but it is sort of still quite busy. Um, the supermarkets are busy, and we're we'll busy all the way through to Australia Day because uh, people still like entertaining. Uh, and then we'll uh, sort of slow down a little bit when everyone goes on their diets in Feb after they've had a month of eating and drinking too much. That been... smoky, that smoky cheddar, Mike, that yes. was absolutely spectacular. Good. Yes, the Stakes Point smoked was, is a ripper. There has been a few things uh, in the journey, Mike, that have resonated with the listeners. A lot of a uh, lot of a lot of uh, the things that have come out of your good host uh, sitting up above you here, Rocket, otherwise known as Rocketisms, they resonated with the, uh, the listeners. But Peak Cheese Week certainly um, got a laugh. It did, especially with me. I can't stop saying it. I don't know why. But <laughs> I just love the concept of you having Peak Cheese Week. Uh, you know, we get we I get um, Boxing Day and the Boxing Day sales. You're getting ready for Boxing Day. You're gonna have a busy yes. Boxing Day, and uh, I'm glad to see that uh, other industries have their peak selling seasons. And yours is Peak Cheese Week. Uh, Rock and I were both the beneficiaries of some King Island Peak Cheese. Uh, that didn't last long. Uh, when I finally got it out of the fridge and bought it home, uh, what what did you, what did I have? The Camembert. You had some special stuff because you had the stuff that I'd brought home from um, from the one day that I'd spent in the office in the last two years. So we had a, uh, a triple cream black label uh, brew. So it was a seal bay that we um, we had a blue. So it was a black label blue. And then we had a it was an 800 gram wheel of uh, brie that we don't actually sell in the market. They can only get it in restaurants and things like that. So we had, a, I think it was about a quarter of that that went your way. And was that the one that cheddar. you sent me to? You know, you got the you got the seal bay, which is the normal one, because um, you got the pre-packed stuff because I couldn't get to where you were. Oh, yeah. So I dropped some that I had from home into Ross in the city when I picked up the new oh, sticks. Nice. Yeah. So I got no, the going on the brie that the brie that we that you sent was absolutely spectacular. That got that got decimated on Christmas Day. Ah, good. That's good. Uh, well, no, I wasn't happy. Oh, sorry to interrupt again. I wasn't happy with the was it the triple triple dog dare on the jalapeno. Oh, there's a jalapeno, the Mersey Valley jalapeno, which I think is a ripper. But Rocket's not a one for the spicy food, so I uh, I double dog dared him to try it. Send so, send send me that uh, what what do you call it? double dog dared? Send me that double dog dare hot spicy <laughs> cheese any day of the week. I will hoover that hoover that down. Um, now, it's, of course, this is an unsponsored uh, segment, but the Peak Cheese Week does lead into King Island. King Island leads into Mike's little two-day trip to King Island. How was that, Mike? How was the trip to King Island with the little plane, the hooded the hooded uh, hooligan in front of you, the gentleman in front of you that um, didn't look Young like boy. he cared too much for uh, small plane flying and your good self? No, it was good. He was a little. He was a young surfer bloke going home. Um, so as myself and... Funnily enough, my mate, whose nickname is Cheese, but he's never worked in Cheese. I don't know whether maybe we just sort of, you know, become closer together because of the fact that that's what I do for work. But, uh, yeah, Cheese and I flew down. Two days of golf on KI, standard trip, uh, down in the little baby plane, uh, Adam Rabin, yeah, and landed at KI. Um, Straight up to Wickham, 36 holes, back to Curry, stay the night, get up in the morning. Straight to Ocean Dunes, 36 more, and home. We actually added on another seven at the end of the 36 at, at Ocean Dunes because we had uh, we were flying. It was very quiet on the island, so there was only uh, it was us and about maybe 10 or 12 other people on each course each day. And of the 10 or 12 others, eight of them were a um, a Japanese or Chinese tourist group, two two groups of four. And uh, they had the luxury of watching us cruise past them both days. <laughs> so they came up behind them and then went straight through, kept going. You, you would have been flying. We were flying. So we, we got in on, the, on day one. As soon as, you get, as, soon as, as soon as you land in, you're into to King Island by about 9 a.m. on that flight. So it's about 40 minutes up to, up to Wickham. Then we teed off. Uh, we, we decided to play back tees first. Cheese had never, never been there before, so it was sort of giving him the, the caddy card. And then we played off the back tees, uh, Stableford, and then we went back around off the, the normal white tees. 
second time around, but got around comfortably um, at Wickham, obviously. And then the next day we thought we might be battling because we, we teed off at about 7.30 in the morning, but with nobody around, even with such a, um, a distance that Ocean Dunes covers, it's, I think it's about nearly 12 k's. Um, we still got around comfortably and there was no one out there. So we literally just took off on the cart and I sort of charted a little route that got another seven holes in and then straight to the airport. What a couple of days. It was a great couple of days. Yeah. And as we were just saying before we started, I've never, I mean, that's my third trip down and I I don't think they get too many days better than the two we had. Um, There's not a breath of wind on day two, which was unheard of. The photo that you can see behind me, if you're watching, uh, that's from the little par three on Ocean Dunes, and that is a um, that's a whale in the background that people might be able to just see. That was um, there was a couple of whales playing off just off the coast right next to us, and yeah, it was um, it was a perfect couple of days. Came home very tired, but yeah, well worth it. Is that par three? That's like the tenth or eleventh or something like the tenth. Is it the, the one that uh, you go down the hill from the little pro shop hut? Uh, no, that you know, that that's that is ten, but no, it, this one was the one on the on the front side. But I think it's four. Oh yeah, so, yeah. I think it's a signature hole. Yep. It's the one that sort yep. of plays over all the rocks and yep. yeah, crops there. Yep. Yeah, uh, two great par threes, nonetheless. The mm, short absolutely. one and then the longer one. That uh, tenth hole is um, that could stand up on any golf course anywhere in the world. That tenth yeah. hole, I, I really like Ocean Dunes. I, yeah, it's it's it, it plays it's, second fiddle to Kate Wickham, but I like Ocean Dunes. It, I, I do too. Look, when I, the, the honest answer is well, the first time I went through and played both, you know, that was probably three or four years ago, I thought Wickham was was a clear winner of the two. And each time I've gone back, I've found that the distance between them getting a lot closer together. And this time around, Wickham was as good as Wickham can be. Probably, um, I think they battled a little bit with um, not having many people around just with COVID and there's been very limited staff up there. So, um, they, I don't think they had many people through, so it wasn't wasn't the course wasn't worn out or anything like that. It was just probably not where they wanted to be. Whereas Ocean Dunes was a little bit different. Ocean Dunes was immaculate, as, as good as I've ever seen it. Of the three trips I've done and you know six rounds I've played there, the course was spectacular. And we bumped into a lot of uh, grounds crew and talked to them the whole way around and, and said to them like the course looks great, looks absolutely sensational. And they they were loving it. They were just having a chat and wandering around. They, Shocked at two blokes bolting around in a cart. Rocket, you haven't played King Island or Cape Wickham? No. Um, you mentioned their no. grounds crew. Um, the Sandbelt Classic was held just the uh, couple of days before Christmas in Melbourne, in Sandbelt. Uh, Royal Melbourne, Kingston Heath, Yarra Yarra, and then South Course at Peninsula Kingswood. I had the privilege of going out with the Greens keeping staff, the ground staff on the South Course at 5.30am as they were preparing the course for the tournament conditions. So I was interested to see uh, the course getting set up. I was interested to get my new camera out and get the big lens out. And the guys down there were interested to, they were interested that someone was interested in what they were doing. And as a member of the course and, and having interest in what the guys were doing, they were just so happy that someone um, you know wanted to come out and take some photos of them and share the photos with them. And it was just great to see these uh, guys out there just putting so much passion into their craft. All the guys at Ocean Dunes felt exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, the guys at Peninsula Kingswood, um, you know, I, you, you could not be any more effusive and complimentary to the way that the course was turned out for that tournament the last day. Um, the feedback from the players that, you know, you could just hear emanating around was sensational. Of course, the other courses were all turned out fantastic as well, I believe, feedback. But, you know, obviously having um, such close contact with Peninsula Kingswood as we do, it was unbelievable. And But what was even more unbelievable was the... The vibe, the atmosphere, uh, the players, the the energy, the, the enthusiasm for a tournament hosted across four unbelievable golf courses in a town which is full of unbelievable golf, which makes its name on unbelievable golf in the renaissance and the revitalization of this great game that we have. And the buzz from the players, and I don't know many of them, but I know a few, had a bit of a chat and you know, they, were, they were blown away by what they had experienced as professional golfers. Um, congratulations, of course, to Brady Watt. Uh, Brady Watts, a Peninsula Kingswood member. Uh, he's a Perth boy originally, moved across here, uh, is, plays out of Peninsula, King, Peninsula Kingswood. Shot about 10 under, um, pretty much led from the third, second day to the finish. And, you know, a humble, uh, nice young man, you know, has, his partner Grace, former staff member at Peninsula Kingswood, funnily enough, um, great couple, 
Took some photos of them at the end there. They were really appreciative. Go on and jump on and listen to What's Up podcast. Uh, Brady has his own podcast, has been doing that for a couple of years. Great young man, and congratulations to him. But congratulations to Jeff Ogilvy and Mike Clayton, you know, the two architects of the tournament. You know, had a bit of a chat to Jeff, and, and he was just like, you know, to see the amateurs hanging out with the pros and realising that, you know, we're just normal people like you, like them, like us, uh, and to see them lifting their spirits, lifting their confidence by being able to play alongside us and see that we struggle as well, see that we play well and see that they play well, um, that was even more inspiring to me to watch. And, and once again, talking to young Keely Marks uh, at the end, you know, we got a, I got a photo with uh, Herbie and, and Keely. Uh, and she was like totally fangirling uh, Herbie. She was um, she was just so excited as a young amateur to be around the, the, these uh, players, you know, the men and the women. Uh, once again, walking the fairways, uh, men and women playing together. Un- it was unreal. It was unreal. And, you know, it just goes on the back of the, the Vic Open uh, and the work that they've done there. And it was just unreal. No hassle from the spectators walking the fairways. Everyone's respectful, and it was it was just awesome to to see it and be part of it from five thirty in the morning right through till seven thirty at night when uh, when um, whoever the officiators were were um you know knocking the top off a uh, sponsor's product. No, anyway. been good. Uh, next, next next time around, I'm I'm definitely going to make the time to get there. Pig cheese week or not, I mean, it'd be great to see. Uh, very good. Now, Rocket, what have you uh, been up to in the golfing front? What have you noticed on the Twitter spheres? I see a little bit of uh, action there. I see you um, commenting on a few things. Uh, what's caught your eye in the golf world? Uh, the induction, how they've been able to take the induction hot plate and stick it to a face of a driver. Oh, you're talking about the new uh, Talamade carbon wood, now the carbon wood yeah. era. Yeah. Yeah, right. What a, what a, a thousand bucks. Like, not only can you hit 300-yard bombs now, but you can also, uh, after your round, flip it over and just whack a fry pan on it and maybe make some bacon and eggs on the induction uh, uh, face. I thought you, good. You, you would love it. The, 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 the colours suit you right down to the ground, the red and black. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so the, <laughs> but the, I was thinking, sorry, go on, Rocket. It, just, I was just thinking about it. It's, it just reminded me of a hot plate. Because of the colour, right? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Oh, well, funnily enough, I'm glad you asked. Here's one right here at hand. Uh, probably the first and only, only um, podcast from Australia to have, have one live on a podcast. Uh, I actually happen to have the, the new Talamade Carbonwood Stealth uh, right here. I've got both of them, the Stealth Plus and the Stealth. And you're right, Rocket. You know, like the, the call-out signature red on the face there is, um, is different. But, you know, if you spend 20 years developing new technology for a driver and then you finally bring it to market in in a way that no one else has been able to do in the past, you'd want everyone to see and know that you're playing with the latest technology that you spent 20 years developing as well. Um, the big thing about it is, that, that look, look at that there, you can see it. Because Rocket's a tailor-made man, he loves it. He loves, he loves the TM, look at that, beautiful. Um, 80, 60 grams of uh, carbon make the face up there, uh, strategically in, um, positioned and layered together, not just slapped on top of each other, but like a bond. Uh, Pulling over, uh, a nano texture specially designed by TaylorMade covers the face, and it, and you can actually feel it. Um, Mike, you'll feel this tomorrow because I'll bring it with. Mm. Um, but it's uh, quite amazing. Um, obviously, six layers, six layers of carbon on the crown, sixty on here, and uh, it looks sensational. There it is, right there for the first uh, in hand. No one else has got one of these in the hand, only me. Have you hit it? Uh, I may have had a sneaky hit um, before the embargo date was released, uh, as I was preparing for my um, new role. Uh, January uh, January 1 starts uh, a little bit of a new sort of direction for me in the drum and golf world. Yes, I'll still be working and still have uh, my ownership in the in the franchise, but uh, I'm going to start to do a little bit more of this type of work for drum and golf. I sort of may have alluded to that uh, last year. If you want to check your old mate out here, boys, uh, you could go to the Drum and Golf YouTube uh, channel and you just subscribed. Thank you. Uh, a little bit of behind the scenes for those that like to listen and like to want to go and have a look at me uh, on YouTube. If you follow us on YouTube at the Mile of Golf YouTube, well, you've already seen us making fools of ourselves and having some fun as well. Uh, those, f- I think there'll be four, five or six minute videos up there by the time you get there. If I could tell you that the, the anxiety, uh, the fun, um, the challenge, uh, the heartbreak, uh, the, the alleviation, the jubilation and every emotion in between that went into making four six-minute videos 
I've experienced since uh, since I picked these clubs up and started making these things. I, I I kid you not. Like there was the secrecy of holding clubs that that no one else could see. You know, I had to sign the disclaimers and all of that usual stuff that you get with um. You know, we used to do it in the car and all that sort of stuff. So I was used to that. But you know, standing at a golf course with them, obviously at Peninsula Kingswood, it's peak cheese week. So there's everyone's out playing golf. Um, I oh, got out, Ross. How are you going? And I'm covering these things with a towel, and I thought, oh, it's, it's too hot and it's too busy, so I've got to go. Um, I wasn't there early enough. And then standing down at Mornington Golf Club, and thanks Mornington for um, being a host for some filming, and they will continue to be this year when we film more content. Standing on the fifteenth uh, tee, the one uh, down over the back, looking over Mount Eliza, fantastic, beautiful. The sun's going down. You couldn't be in a more serene, calming place. And I'm sitting there with three cameras set up like a big wally. And I just didn't, I, I just couldn't come out. It just was, I couldn't, and I was almost in tears. By the end, I rang Alex. It was a birthday, 30th of, uh, 30th of December. I'm under some time pressure to get this done. I said, darling, I've got nothing. Uh, yeah, I'm standing here and I'm looking at the beach and looking at the water. I've got nothing. Come home. Um, thanks for ruining my birthday. No, she didn't say that. She was very considerate. Uh, then I dragged her back in there on, um, so I dragged, I didn't, didn't drag her. Um, we got to January 1. We don't celebrate uh, really New Year's Eve in a traditional New Year's Eve sense here. We wait till 11 o'clock the next day because that's when uh, the bells toll in Edinburgh and that's when, for her, it's really New Year's Day for us, so that's when we do that. Uh, well, at 11 o'clock on January 1, um, we were standing in the shop uh, at uh, Drum and Golf uh, Central, which I now refer to as DGTV Studios, um, filming again. Once again, three cameras up, uh, all that sort of palaver, lights, but cameras, no action. But yeah, lights, cameras, no action. Um, all day filming. Anyway, I got there in the end. I got there with one camera. I got my young fella because then my editor went on holidays. He was gone. Uh, so I got I co-opted Lockie. He was in a, in a state and the pressure that I put him under. One camera, one take, bang. There you go. That's what you get. Pressure. There you go. That's, pressure makes diamonds. Uh, thank you. Um, so if you want to go over to Drum and Golf YouTube and you want to leave a little like, share, subscribe, uh, a comment. If you've listened to the podcast and you've heard about uh, anything, leave a comment over there because then they know that um, – we talked about drum and golf on the podcast, and I might get an extra, uh, an extra new shekel cr- or a wheel of cheese. Uh, I might get an extra bag of teas and a chrome soft. I uh, just commented, "Was this shot with one camera or two? I just wrote that underneath that video. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> 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 you can come to golf tomorrow. Uh, there you go. Uh, so yeah, that's a bit of a new venture, but that's the reason why I've got the the new. Made Stealth and Stealth Plus here, but I've also got, it would be remiss of me not to bring out the uh, the other significant release, uh, not that one. My boys. This one from Team Callaway. Yes. Which, Mike, you are an uh, unofficial unpaid ambassador <coughs> for now. Oh, there you go, the, ro- the Rogue ST. Uh, interesting as well to see, you know, the... Um, the embargoes and all that unfold for you know the significant releases of big the big golf brands. So it was interesting to be a little bit of an insider and fly on the wall for that. But there is a look at the uh, Rogue ST. That's the Max D. Want to hit that one tomorrow? That that'll help you slice, Mike. Yeah, no slice. My new driver is an absolute weapon. Well, we'll get to that. Weapon. So we're so on the on the road. Where does that fit into the the tree of Callaway? Yeah, so, so you had the yeah. so that's their release for this year. So the driver you've got is is last year, and that ha- that'll have a, a longer lifespan. And then yep. and then the Rogue ST family fits in this year. Yep. And so they so they release one model every year. Yeah. TaylorMade will release two models every year. So two. That makes sense. Yeah. So, Callaway will have two model um, names in their profile, yep. in, their, in their range, and every year one of those gets replaced. Every second year one gets replaced, yeah, so yeah, every exactly. year there's a new one. Uh, where TaylorMade, you know, last year it was Sim 2, so they had two Sim 2s. This yep. year they've got Stealth, and then next yep. year it'll be something else, so blah, 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 yep. blah, blah. So, um, yeah, that's how it fits, but it's the, I guess the Stealth is, uh, sorry, the Rogue ST, there's four drivers. There's one for every every player type. There's the ultra low spin, and then the ultra for giving one the max D, which has got the draw bias, and then the triple diamond, which has got the super low spin, and the, for the big bombers. Mm. Yeah, of course. 
irons. That's the uh, Rogue ST Pro. So that's like your players, better players profile with um, hollow core, microspheres, in, yeah, urethane microspheres in there, cup face, all that sort of stuff. And there's a range of stealth irons as well. Um, been quite interesting. Yeah. It's uh, Christmas comes on the 1st of uh, January for golf, really, doesn't it? With all the Kapalua and all the new players. I, I did see Colin Morikawa didn't play the Sim 2, but is gone straight into the new one. So that must be a good sign for the new one, you'd think, if he didn't didn't take the automatic change, but he's gone straight into that one. It does look good. It it mm. looks great. But uh, the I guess the key technology change in the carbon, it reduces the weight of the face. Obviously, carbon with, and it's allowed, it allowed them to make the face much bigger. So when you yeah. see this tomorrow, you'll go, wow, that is a big face. Big face, confidence inspiring. You can't miss off a big face. So um, yeah. maybe, maybe. So when you say big face, what, deeper, wider? Yeah, it's like 11% bigger. So, you know, you can out. you can see it when, when you get it in front of you like uh, like you have there, you know, like hard to see on the on the uh, computer camera there, Rocket, but that's that's quite deep. But in, yeah. in the past when we when we had this, this, level, this level of depth, well, that meant you had to sacrifice shape to maintain 460 cc's. You had to ma- um, yeah. sacrifice length in the club. And when you sacrifice length, you, you reduce the forgiveness because MOI, moment of inertia, you, you achieve most MOI when the weight in the club is down low and further back. So the further away from the face you can get the, uh, yeah. the weight, the more forgiving. So no one, even Dustin Johnson, you know, like those guys, they still want forgiving. Even because they can hit it, 370 out of the middle. They still want forgiveness. So, you know, this sort of level of depth would mean you'd have to have a really short driver and less forgiving. So no one wanted that. Now, think about the SLDR. You know, that was really low CG, forward CG, high in the face. It was a rocket ship, but really unforgiving. So it didn't last for very long. So that's one of the benefits there. That big face. You'll see it, Mike, tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but the Callaway is also super, super forgiving. AI, this is AI SS22. Do you know what AI SS22 is? You've got AS, SS21 in your driver, Mike. What's 21's lucky number. Australian Institute of Sport 2022. So, <laughs> yes, I'm in. Well, it's the same level of technology that uh, probably even more so that the Australian Olympic team uses to achieve their great results. Um, no, it's com- it's computer-aided design. So behind this face, there's all these little waves and, and the computer, AI, um, puts the mass behind. Um, it basically plotted a 1,000 million goal shots and worked out where it has to have the mass for every possible strike configuration. So, you know, when you hit one out of the toe, you don't lose as much ball speed. When you hit out of the heel, your heely cut is less impacted by loss of ball speed, so you get greater accuracy, better distance. Um, but it's got all that sort of stuff there, you know, carbon in the toe, carbon here, the carbon on top, form, Formula 1 design. So you can see this is a bit lower in the face and a little bit longer. Mm. Exciting stuff speaking, for a podcast. Speaking that, uh, speaking the AIS, I um, spent a week and a half in the Canberra one back in about '94, and I nearly had the pleasure of being speared by Jane Fleming's javelin coming around a corner. She was going a little bit faster than she should have been <laughs> as I was leaving the uh, the mess hall area, and nearly got uh, impaled. Hmm. Wow, that would not not tickle. How? No. I've got so many questions about that. Right. So where was she, where, were you inside or outside? She walking with it or was she about to throw it? No, I was outside. <laughs> so no, yeah, yeah, she was no, she's coming back with it. Like she must have been going back from oh, I don't even know what she was doing. But all I know is that the where the where um athletes would eat and we were eating when we were there yeah. and we're leaving going to um uh the dome because we're doing some testing down in the dome and I'm sort of walking down there and she comes around this corner and it's like this javelin like really impaled me. Two weeks. And how did that meeting go? It was like, oh, hi, Jane. Sorry, no, that's okay. Sorry, excuse me, I'm in your way. I was like, oh, oh Rocket, I heard you're up here for the golf. I'm sorry, I nearly impaled you with a javelin. <laughs> yeah, look, you know, uh, I had to be really nice and give her my autograph and stuff like that. Yeah. Who were you there with? Signed a glove. Uh, there was um, there was a couple. There's about three. There were three players from each state. Um, so each of the states. So it was like a 
they selected a heap from each of the states for just a week and a half of high performance stuff. So we had like Ross Herbert, um, trying to remember who some of the coaches were there. Um, Ross Herbert, there's a couple of other really good names and the, the names escape me. But then, yeah, we were stationed at uh, the Canberra AIS, not the uh, Sandringham where they had the, um, they had the golf program running and, um, yeah, so it was really good. And it was interesting being there at, in um, Canberra as well because all the other athletes were there. So it's like I saw Kathy Freeman, saw Kathy Freeman training. Oh, my God. That was 94 too. That's before peak Kathy Freeman as well. Well, not actually not far away from peak Kathy because I think about 95 to about 97 was when she was really hit her straps. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, it was mainly... Um, a lot of the athletics um, people were still there because it was like the first first two weeks of January. Hmm. That would have been an experience. Uh, Ross Herbert, I'm, I remember Ross Herbert from the uh, Narrabeen Sport and Rec Camps days, which went on to be the New South Wales Institute of Sport. We used to go down there for uh, golf week every year and Ross was the uh, – the main guy and yeah there's probably not too many pros between your vintage and my vintage that weren't touched by the the, the gracefulness of ross herbert's coaching uh, of course uh, for those that know Dave ross, Branston, Matty yeah. goggin um um rummy was a, rummy uh, was a big ross herbert yeah. disciple so you know ross is yeah. not with us anymore yeah. but um he was a big hot big miss a uh, big loss to um australian golf coaching but, Brent, uh, brendan jones who, who crushes it in japan yeah, codge yeah Heaps. So we move on to uh, this year's golf, and this year's golf's going to be even more interesting for us because we're running the My Love of Golf tipping competition. It's not a betting, there's no gambling, it's just a tipping competition, and it's been run through the, the what does it run through? The Teepster? Teepster. com. Yeah. Which is yep. um, part of Aussie Golfers Network of uh, products, I think. But um, yeah, Teepster. So what is one and done? What is a one and done tipping competition, Mike? Yeah, it's a it's pretty easy for everyone to follow. And like I think I said early or late last year, if you put a bit of effort in and, and plot your way out, you'll probably do a lot better than someone like me who's just going to pick someone each week. So effectively, it's going to start next week at the Sony Open. So we don't worry about this week for the uh, 10th Century Tournament of Champions. And effectively, each week, you need to pick one player. That's it. Pick who you think is going to win. And whatever they earn in prize money is what you get in points. So if you pick you know, the bloke who makes the cut, you get 60 grand. If you pick the guy who misses the cut, you get zero. And you pick the winner, you might get you know, one and a half million. At the end of the year, we'll have a winner. And so there'll be a leaderboard the whole way through. And um, we work out those prizes and we'll have a few little prizes throughout the year. The only thing to remember, and this is the biggest piece, is it's a one and done. So you only get to pick each player once. So if you like, you know, Justin Thomas at Sony, because he's a really good player at Sony, that's great. You can't have Justin Thomas at the Masters because you've used him. So if you have a bit of a think about it early days and think, oh, you know what? I really like this guy at this tournament, then save him for then. But just make sure he's going to play in that tournament because you don't want to save someone for down the line and get to... Uh, get to say the, the end of the season and you've got a few uh, big names still up your sleeve that you can't use. Now, Mark, I've got a question uh, out of that. Obviously, our massive growth in popularity last year is born on the back of your wonderful tipping. Uh, you did win enough uh, cash through your own um, tipping to uh, re-kit yourself with some fine Callaway product, which we'll talk about later. Mm. Um is this tipping competition that we're running going to affect your ability to provide advice? Is it going to scupper? No. Uh, are you going to throw smokies out there now and you know, no, tell people? No, definitely not. Oh, okay, right. I, I think, if, and it's up to you guys how you want to do it, but I think that each week we should be, when we're doing a pod, we should be nominating who we're putting up. So we should be letting everyone know. So if they want to go against us, then they can. Okay. Yeah, and sorry, I should mention as well, you do get to pick two. So you, you do get a reserve. So as an example, if we were playing this week, Cameron Champ pulled out a few hours ago. He's tested positive to COVID. So if that does happen, you do have a, a reserve sitting there that you can utilise. So um, each week you should always end up with a player. But, yeah, we could, I think we should nominate who we're picking each week on the podcast. So that way 
someone wants to dodge my picks, then they can. Uh, can we have a little senior team management meeting for a second? Hmm. Um, this project needs a manager, uh, and Phil Cathal, uh, Phil Cathal up in Sydney's, you know, been a very able uh, supporter. Um, Phil, can we can we appoint Phil as the assistant manager and you know under the working underneath the the team the management team of uh, you, Mike, in this project? Definitely, it should be easy. There shouldn't be anything else to do, but it'd be good for someone else to just make sure it gets done. Okay, because <laughs> I'm pro- I'm probably going to reach out, so I need some help. I probably uh... no, definitely. Anyone, flick us a note through either uh, my Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is you want to ask any questions or just yell out. No dramas at all. And and we'll post the link so that people can just sign up. It's free to sign up. It's really easy. And if you want the secret Twitter tip handle uh, of Mike's, which goes unannounced, uh, but uh, only if you contact him with um, the special code word, tell me the tip handle, Mike. Um, if you contact him that way through the obvious ones, uh, he might give it to you. Rocket, are you into this uh, tipping game? Are you, are you down? Are you one and down? Down and down? Yeah, I've already signed up. Oh, good. So I'm, you're the only one not in. Okay. So there's there's about ten or twelve people in there already. Okay, great. Eleven, I think. I just looked at it before. There you go. I've yeah. sent. And if anyone's got any mates, just get them on board. Get them onto the pod and get them onto the um, onto the competition. So if you want to get your mates involved, you can send the link out to them. It's as simple as that. They just sign up. It's the what's it called? The yep. My Love of Golf on Teepster. Yeah. You just it says join a public league, and as soon as you go into there, you'll see it. it says my love of golf. You just click on that, and you're entered. This is awesome. This is going to be fantastic. This is going to this is going to be unreal. Um, so well, I think the best part is we'll do like we said, we'll do a prize for the majors. So you know you could quite easily still win something if you're only playing the last two majors of the year and get a good result in both. But also if you miss, if someone wants to, someone picks this up late, it's not like footy tipping where if they've already the horse has bolted, you're done. You can jump into this, you know, five or ten tournaments in, and you can still easily make up the cash because you haven't used any of the players. We did say that we were, um, we did announce some sort of a small prize kitty. It was two hundred. Was it two fifty five hundred? What was it? How much was it? I think it said two fifty for the overall winner, but we'd have a prize for whoever gets the most over the majors, and then I'll figure out some stuff and send some cheese and things around. I'll put some things up, or through the podcast, might say something like we'll do West Coast Swing or. Texas swing and I'll throw some cheese out to some people. If I can't get them fresh cheese, I'll get some cheese boards and knives sent out. Oh, the knife, the nice fan. The leg, how do you pronounce that? The leguiel? The leguiel? I don't know. <laughs> Rocket's knife's still sitting here because I didn't post it because his cheese came externally, but I'll post it up to him. Oh, the, che- the cheese knife's great. Fancy cheese knives, yeah. Oh, well, if you want a fancy cheese knife. But, of course, um, the benefit of me being part of uh, DGTV, I'm pretty sure that we'll be able to get some access to some decent prizes. I personally, uh, through the Mile of Golf podcast network, will put up the funds for the Drum and Golf vouchers, so you'll be able to spend those anywhere and get any level of kit you want. But um, So I'll put that up, but I'm sure that uh, some of the suppliers and some of our partners will be coming to the ball, uh, the ball and um, will be coming to the table, and uh, I'm sure that uh, as we get into it, there'll be more and more people wanting to jump on. So thanks to uh, Phil and thanks to you, Mike, for putting that together. It's going to be great. 2020, 2022 might be the year that Taylor made kick me out. Come on. Come on. Come on. I've only been, sh- only been shilling this for like four years now. Come on. Come on. Well, uh, Mike just got uh, – oh, he paid for us. not a sponsored thing, but he we looked after him. Um, yep. For your Callaway gear, you are a Callaway man. Uh, how's that going? The honest answer is I, I was because I hadn't had time to hit anything yet because uh, I picked them up. What was a Boxing Day, mm. and so we were flying to King Island on the 29th, and I wasn't going to get time to play. So I was a bit concerned about going down there with new driver and new uh, new irons. And in the middle, I'd had time to play a quick nine one night, and I was just carrying the Seamus bag with six clubs in it and the old driver, and I was striping the driver and I thought, no, I'll, I'll take this one down to King Island. I won't take the new stuff. Got home, packed the bags and went, no, I'm taking all the new stuff. So yeah. the first time I hit anything was literally hole one at Wickham. Uh, and the driver is an absolute weapon. Like it, it, I, I think I, I know I'm not um, a golf technology guy, so I don't really know all the stuff you've just spilled off before about those drivers. 
but the ball comes off, I can only describe as just dead flight. Like it just doesn't move. Like normally if I hit a poor one and it's going to fizz it all, fizz around it all, this thing doesn't move. It just goes like a flare. Uh, and when you hit it, it goes a very, very long way, much further than I was hitting the old driver. And the irons were fantastic. Irons, more than anything, the only problems I had with the irons was more the uh, the user of the tools and not the tools. So uh, no, it was that everything worked really well, which was great. I think best example is after the second time around Ocean Dunes, I played some a handicap with three wipes. So I was pretty happy with that. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad uh, the Apex Pros are working and the, uh, what did you get there? Epic, what, did you, what was the driver we got you? The Epic Flash? Epic, the new Epic, yeah. Epic Flash, uh, sorry, Epic, um, uh, the LS, you got the LS, the Max LS. So uh, very good. It's ready to go. You'll see me in a couple past you tomorrow. Right, let's, uh, let's get that on camera, and then people might actually <laughs> believe it's possible. But uh, no one's believing that. <laughs> uh, Rocket, have you made any further progress into um, the potential new home of the uh, Rocket Golfmanship? What in terms of a club? Yeah. Or new? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just got um, got my form submitted and stuff. So um, hopefully. In the next month, I'll get a tick. Okay. Hopefully. Very good. We're going to see you out there in... Uh, when's the Olympics coming to Brisbane? Uh, 2032. Yeah. Okay. Well, they'll start, si- start sizing the volunteers tracksuit out now for Rocketman. <laughs> volunteers? Volunteers? <laughs> he's got 10 years to make the same. All right. Please. Yeah. Just call me the, the boy from Brisbane, not the boy from Brontoslava. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> well, whether it's a volunteer uniform. And, and do you know what? I reckon, club, you know, if, if I think Mike and, and Ashley and that, they need to send me to go and play whatever course that they want to get a job on because it seems like wherever I go or wherever I've played, they get uh, they get the contract to uh, do a restoration or a renovation. Okay, so yeah, pray tell. Oh well, you know I've played well, Canberra and Mount Lawley and joined Kingswood. You know now I'm trying to join RQ. Oh, guess guess who gets the contract to do a renovation on uh, RQ? So, OCM. So, so you're welcome, guys. So you are the architecture uh, to what my am um, to the pro players that I play in the pro ams with. You're the, the, uh, yeah, you're that's the, it. That's it. You're the uh, contract whisperer, and I'm the PGA yeah. Tour whisperer. There you yeah, go. That's it. Um, speaking of PGA Tour and uh, tournaments and so on and so forth, uh, congratulations to Min Wu. Posted a picture of his official invitation to the Masters. Uh, I'm not sure. Haven't if, you played with him in a like a pro am or something, right? Uh, look, I didn't want to. Um, go on about it but i was just about to remind everyone that if i don't know if you did remember but i did play with Minwoo at the 2000 and hold on what was it 19 uh australian open pro-am at the australian i uh, did hit some bombs did hit some fizzing bladed 54 wedges into the tv tower and maybe did take the gel coat off the sponsor's product in the back of the green on the lake there why would you put a boat behind a green um yeah no congratulations Minwoo. uh top 50 in the world and uh invitation to the masters that's pretty Pretty good to see the young man getting a spot at the Masters. It's going to be awesome to see him stride in the fairways. Um, it's going to be lots of Aussies. You've got him, you've got Irby. Mm-hmm. Um, then you'll have, obviously, Leash, Cam Smith, Adam Scott, J-Day, maybe? Yeah, I was just thinking that. He, oh, I'm not sure. But he's oh, certainly he not, in the, he's not, even, he's not in the top 100. In, um, no, and his PGA Tour, PGA Championship exemption runs out just depends yeah. on the players championship one that might be you might get one more year out of that one yeah mm, i have to look that one up not my department but uh yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be great but i yeah i mean we're, i think uh he's got a good game for augusta but uh, we've only got a few months to wait and see now but uh it's closer now than it was it was yesterday uh what else anything else no uh, i'm looking forward to getting everything settled and maybe i'll roll into a dg and I'll get myself some new sticks. Well, keep me posted. We can uh, sort point you in the right direction there and uh, get you uh, fitted and do all that sort of stuff. That'd be great. Um, I'm sure there's some P... What'd you be? You'd be P7MC blades or P7MC cavity uh, blades, something like that. I don't know. I've, I've, 
I've bounced around to a few. So whether or not I, I stick with doing blades or do I, you know, go into some of the, the cavity ones because, you know, don't mind a little bit of distance, a little bit of forgiveness. Although, you know, if I'm, I'm probably going to play more up here than what I have previously anyway. Um, well, fingers crossed I am. And if that's the case, then me playing blades for another five or ten years, eh, it'll be good. Okay. So I don't know. Oh, I'm open. Well, we can get we can get you looked after when uh, when that time comes around. Get you fitted and get you on the course and get you testing some. Uh, J Day, no major, um, no masters, no masters for J Day. PGA and Players Championship only. Okay. Uh, who won the pip? Phil won the pip. Supposedly, yeah. Apparently, Phil. Did he? No, the PGA Tour don't announce it, but uh, Phil certainly announced it. Yeah. Phil announced it and then a reporter said from a reliable source he believes it's true. That's about as far as it got. Okay. Phil number one and Tiger number two and uh, Colin missed out at 11 was all, all I think the details I saw. It's a joke. 40 million bucks, eh? 40 million. I think I think Phil gets eight. Was it eight? Eight yeah, or ten? Eight. At the 40? Yeah. It's a joke. Oh, well. Every single one of them should donate it back to... Uh, Either Tiger or donate it back to golf. Oh, it's, it's it's just a, it's a poor attempt by the tour to thwart whatever's happening with the the Saudis and stuff like that. But you know, the Saudi stuff is already going to take off. Like the, this whole Pip thing is just it's just baloney, baloney. Uh, speaking of Saudi and the Saudi internet, it's the Saudi international. Is that right? There's um, quite a few Aussies that have signed for that. Mm. You sent the picture out to us. The, um, so there's Herbie, uh, Leash, um, Cameron. Yeah. Who else? Scott. Adam. Uh, who else? I can't remember who else was there. It was actually quite surprising that the poster that went out had so many Aussies on it. That wasn't. That was a. That was a tournament poster, not an Aussie specific poster. But it looked like something that they were putting up for the. Uh, Aussie Open or something, there's that many Aussies on it. They've got so, Xander, they've got DJ, Patrick Reed, yeah. Tony Finau. Yeah. So when is that? Uh, uh, first week of Feb. Yeah, it's, it's it's right opposite the uh, AT&T. Pebble, yeah. So AT&T is going to get slaughtered yeah. from a top, top ranking perspective. Okay, well... Gents, if there's not too much else to cover off, uh, we've had a fair bit of uh, catch-up, jibber-jabber. We've announced some uh, new beginnings for the podcast with the uh, tipping competition. Thanks for joining us on that. We know now that uh, Drummer Golf YouTube, you can see my mug on there, doing these little vlogs, and we'll try and do some more of that. You know that we're playing golf tomorrow with some of our guests. Um, it'd be great to uh, be able to have the opportunity to play with some guests, whether it's at Sandringham, whether it's at Oakley, whether it's at Peninsula Kingswood or anywhere around the country. It's always good to be able to catch up. Can't promise that we can play, but um, you know, if you are in this part of the world, let us know. We might be able to play golf. Uh, yeah, I think we've covered off most of that. That's it. Yep. Good luck to the Aussies this week. There's a fair few playing in um, Hawaii, so Herbie's there. Who have we got? Uh, tournament of champions, so all the winners. Yep. So Herbie's there. Cam Smith and Leash won the two-man event, so they're there. Uh, Cam Davis is there. Uh, so there's only 38 or 36 players, so have over 10 percent. Yeah, because you, yeah, because you got a you got a fair few that won multiple times. So you had like it's like Kevin uh, Stewart Sink, um, the Saudi King, Jason Kokrak won a couple of times. Yeah. Um, um, who else won a few times? Uh, what's his name? The guy who I Col Colin won a few. Sam Burns. The man oh, Sam Burns, he won two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The man yeah. to watch this year. He's he's going to have a big year. That's my pick. Okay. You heard it here first. Sam Burns. First. Sam Burns. Uh, but they're all the Aussies. Yeah. So Cam Davis, Cam Smith, Mark Leishman, Herbie, Matt Jones was the other one. Matt Jones. Oh, that's right. Because he. What did Matt Jones win? Honda? That's right. He did too. Honda? Yeah, it was Honda. Yeah. yeah, one of those ones. Was that one where everyone was astounded at that someone could play golf so fast? Just yeah, step yeah. up and shoot. Everyone was astounded at how fast he was. But uh, I think Leach will go right this week. Leach likes the muter, and uh, I think he might go well this week. But him and Sung Jm are the two that I'll probably follow. Okay, so Leach and Sung Jm are uh, Mike's tips. Rocket, are you going with anyone any different to uh, to that? 
there's no wrong answers this week. <laughs> no. I don't know, a bit of Max. Max, yeah. Okay. Maxi Maxi Omer. And maybe are you surprised if I said P Reed. No. Um, you just dropped out. <laughs> Rocket, you, you dropped out there, but uh, your tips are... Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, no, but it's okay. Your tips are Max Homer, and uh, I, think we, I think we caught... Will you be surprised if I say P. Reid? Um, nothing surprises me from you, uh, Rocket Man. Nothing at all. Uh, no, but um, I could hear you guys. I could hear you guys. If you'd said Gary Higo, I would have probably been surprised, but everyone else I was going to be... Yep. <laughs> Uh, definitely no top Scott market this week, is there, uh, Mike? No, no Scott's no. only three Europeans. So uh, you've got Ram, uh, Seamus Power, who we like, and Victor, I think. Big Vic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, couldn't, get... couldn't, even, couldn't even have a proxy where someone's first name was Scott. Didn't even have one of those either. No. Well, because I've been playing the new Chrome softball and it's an absolute uh, beast of a golf ball, I'm going with John Rahm. like it. There you go. He's, uh, look, if he brings what he brought last year, he's going to be at the pointy end many, many weeks. So that's my tip, John Rahm. Top European, top winner, top man. Hasta la vista. Okay. Uh, I think we've pretty much covered it. As I said before, We've that's it. We're done? We're done. Excellent. Uh, thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening, and uh, thanks for joining us once again. And let's try and make this podcast bigger, better, larger than life than ever before. And we can't do it without you and your support, so we do appreciate every one of you. Until next week, uh, we'll see you then. Thanks for listening.